0: This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Hello and welcome. In this episode, we're going to be talking about hope. How do we find hope in widowhood? And I think it's a really important one to discuss because at the end of the day, sometimes it feels like hope is all we've got to hold on to because our worlds have fallen apart. We don't recognize the world anymore. Nothing looks the same. Nothing feels the same. Nothing sounds the same. We're not the same. Our relationships have shifted. The house feels different. Everything we do takes on a completely different meaning. And the only thing that we feel we have is the hope that it won't always be like this. Now, I named my 12 month group coaching program Finding Hope in Widowhood because it's so important. To us to be able to find that hope, hold on to it, and build something around it that feels good for us again. But where do we even begin? How do we even start to believe that what we hope for could be our truth, our reality? Especially when we find ourselves in a world that we no longer feel safe in. Something so big has happened, something so tragic has touched our lives and taken away the person that helped us to feel safe, gave us that sense of security, of certainty, of love, of identity, all those things that actually we take for granted and we don't feel maybe we don't notice them as much when we have them as we should. And it's the same with a lot of things in life, isn't it? You don't know what you've got until it's gone. And when your life partner has died, you really start to become acutely aware of everything that they gave you in life that you no longer have. And you feel untethered. You have no anchor some have children and that will give a sense of belonging, of purpose. Others don't have children or maybe the children have grown up and moved away and you find yourself living a life that feels incredibly empty and lonely. And this affects our confidence, our self-esteem, our sense of identity. Where do we fit in in the world anymore? Where's our place? All those plans that we had What are we going to do with our lives? How are we going to fill our time? What is our purpose now? What I really want you to understand, and I hope that this comes through on all of the episodes that I do, all of these conversations that I hold on the podcast, is that you really start to understand and accept that what you are feeling In this moment, here, now, today, isn't permanent. Your grief evolves over time and we adapt. We adapt to a new way of living. We allow the grief, the loss, the experience of losing our person, we allow it to shape us, but we don't allow it to define us. We do not become victims of what's happened to us now that's possible too that can happen and it does happen and it's so hard for people when that becomes their reality after the loss of a person it feels like you can never escape it it feels like everyone else is capable of moving forward of creating a new life but you can't you can't because of whatever reason you can come up with it is not possible for you but i would challenge you on that And I will challenge you over and over and over in a very gentle, in a very loving, compassionate way to help you see that absolutely anything is possible for us in our lives. You are so capable of finding a way through your grief and creating a life for you that can feel meaningful, that can feel full of joy, that can feel safe. And that is possible for everyone and anyone. You can find more flow. You can release some of the blocks that are in your way. We are able to feel less constricted as we move through our grief. And I know it can feel impossible. I know the weight of the grief, the loneliness, the despair, the devastation, the hurt, the pain, the anguish. You can't imagine a life without it because in the beginning, it feels as though the pain is what connects you to your person. That if we allow the pain to soften, what does that mean? And a lot of us will make that mean that we no longer grieve our person, we no longer love our person, that we have healed ourselves, that we are over it, that we have moved on. All those those phrases that make us feel deeply uncomfortable because we don't want to do that. Our person has died, our love for them has not, and it never has to. But what I want you to understand is not the pain that connects you. The pain is part of the grief, but it is part of the grief. It is not all of the grief. Grief is so much more than just pain, than just sadness, than just tears. We learn to move through our grief. We have to work with it. We have to build a relationship with it. And we build something around it and we bring that grief forward with us. And we get to a point where we are able to remember our person with more love than pain. That in time, through the work, that their memory will eventually bring a smile to your face rather than a tear to your eye. And it is absolutely possible. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's quick. I'm not saying it's fun. And I certainly don't have a magic answer. This is down to you. This is down to the choices that you make in your journey. Now, hope is something we all need, but hope on its own is not enough. We have to take action. We have to learn to understand the choices that we can make in our journey that will serve us, that will help take us closer to where we want to go, not keep us in a place of deep discomfort. Now, this is hard for us. This is really hard for us. In my own journey, after my husband died for two and a half years, I never really took full responsibility for my grief. I wasn't really making choices that were allowing me to do the thing I wanted to do, which was create a life for myself and my girls that felt good again. A life that I could be proud of, a life that Simon would be proud of, a life in which we weren't victims of what happened to us. A life that we learned how to grow, how to evolve, how to be the best versions of us possible, where we could achieve things that we never dreamed possible. But I didn't know how to do that. That's what I wanted. I didn't know how to do it. This is why I have now created my program, my membership, my podcast. because I want everyone to understand that if I can do it, if people in my groups can do it, then absolutely everyone can do it. We will do it a different time, a different pace, in a different way, with different outcomes. and that's absolutely fine. It's reinventing our lives. It's recreating who we are, where we fit in, what we want out of it. And this has to come from us. This comes from the choices that we make in our journey. Now, so many people say to me, oh, what choice do I have? I have no choices. You have so many choices. You're not even aware that you're making choices half the time. We make some stupid amount of choices every single day, like hundreds and thousands of them. But they're just all done subconsciously. They're all done habitually. They are all done on rinse and repeat. And when we lose our life partner, a lot of those choices don't work for us anymore because our life is so different and it all starts with awareness. It all starts with creating that awareness around what feels good for you now, not what used to feel good for you, not what you want to feel good for you, but what actually does feel good for you. And that can be very different to what used to be or what you want it to be. Being honest with yourself is looking at where are you spending your time and your money. What fills you up? You know, when you see someone, do you come away and do you feel loved, supported, like they've just nurtured your soul in some special way, or do you come away feeling judged, criticised, and misunderstood? When you go out and do something and spend your time somewhere, does it nourish your soul? Does it give you a moment of peace, of contentment, of joy, of laughter, whatever it is that feels good that nourishes you? Or do you do something and it feels like a chore, it feels like a bind, it feels like you have to do it, that you should be doing it? Look at the thoughts that you're having, look at the stories that you're telling yourself. It honestly all has to come from within that understanding that we do have a choice, that we can create something good for ourselves and understanding that as much as we can't see the future anymore, we can't imagine it anymore. We don't know what life looks like without our person in it, but absolutely knowing that what we want out of our future is not determined by everything that has happened in our lives up till now. When we look ahead, when we look at our future, we are looking at our future through the lens of how we feel in this moment and what has happened to us in the past. But neither of those two things determine what is possible for you in the future. That's just what is true for you now and what has happened to you in the past. But that doesn't determine what you can go forward and create for yourself. That's just your truth here and now, and that's okay. But don't let that place something on a future that isn't true. So I want you to really become aware of what you're telling yourself, what meaning that you are attaching to your future, what beliefs you have around that. Yes, it's going to look very different no, your person isn't going to be in that anymore. You are going to show up very differently in life from now on. Different doesn't mean bad. We grow, we evolve, we adapt, we recreate, we reinvent, we reimagine, we rise. We find this inner strength that takes us forward, that helps us to see that we can do this. We are so capable. We are so brave. We are so courageous. And if you haven't already seen how brilliant you are up to this point, please start to take notice. Please start to see, recognize and celebrate all of the things that you have done up to this point to get you to where you are right here, right now, today wherever you are in your journey, because you will have done things that you would never have dreamed possible for yourself. If somebody had said to you a year, two years, three years, five years ago, that this is what was going to happen to you in your future moving forward, you would have said, absolutely not. No way. That could never be my truth. I am not capable of doing that. I will not be able to achieve that. That would be your response, your answer but the fact is you have done it you have achieved things you have worked through things you have faced your fears you've you've got up and faced the world on some of the most difficult days of your entire life and you're still standing and you're still here and you're listening to me talk to you looking for hope finding ways forward seeking out some support some connection some tools some ideas because you refuse to be buried by what has happened to you. You refuse to let life squash you, make you small, because that's not who you are. And if that's not who you are, then when you look forward, you are capable of so much more again. I never in a million years dreamed that losing my husband would take me on the path it has taken me on. I was a midwife, I was a nurse, I was a party animal. I was a mum. I was just so many things that I would never have believed I would be able to create something that I have created in my life in The Widow Coach. I run my own business. I have found love again. I have stayed in the home that Simon and I created for our children, which I never thought I would do. And I have built a life for myself that feels fulfilling that feels aligned with who I am, that feels safe, that feels secure, that feels joyful again. Don't get me wrong, I am not painting a perfect picture here. I still have bad days. I still feel off. The kids drive me nuts. I get tired. I get frustrated. I get sad. That's life right? like We're not striving to create something where we don't feel anything but joy. That's not realistic. It's wanting to create something that feels good to you, who you are, and what you truly desire. And I know that feels too big. That feels... You know, so many people in my group say to me, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I truly desire. And we have to break that down. We have to work through it. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of work. It takes time to unlearn everything you thought you knew and relearn a completely new way. It takes time to reconnect with yourself, with the world, with the people around you and create those ongoing connections with your person. And then we have to reimagine a life that can feel good for us again. We're reinventing the wheel. We've got to recreate something that we actually didn't always want to have to do because what we had was good. But that doesn't mean that what you could have moving forward can't be good too because it can. And I've seen it. You you know, I, I had a lady come to me about 18 months, two years ago, and she was crushed by the weight of her grief. Truly and utterly crushed. She didn't think she could parent. She didn't enjoy her job anymore. She was disconnected from everyone around her, felt incredibly lonely, didn't know anything, didn't have any answers to all the big questions. Oh my goodness, what a journey she has been on. She has taken back control. She has connected with her children on a deeper, deeper level than she ever dreamed possible. She's got fit. She's lost weight. She's found peace in her heart. She's just gone back to university and started a master's degree. She's left her job. She's taking back control. Now the grief is still there. Of course it is. She misses her husband hugely. And that still is heavy sometimes, but she's building something beautiful around that. She's really allowed herself to see who she is, what she wants. And, and this is an ongoing journey. She doesn't really know what she's going to do with this masters that she's doing, but she's trusting in her heart. She's following her heart. She's doing what fills her up and what brings her joy. And that is the key. You know the way. You have all the answers within you. You may not have the answers when you want them, when you demand them, when you need them, but they will come. We have to learn to be patient, to find some stillness, to find some peace, to build a relationship with ourselves that can feel good again. And all of this does take time, it takes effort, it takes work, but my God, it is worth it. And yeah, doing the work. It's painful, it's hard, it can be heavy. But do you know what? If we can give ourselves permission to do that, if we can make the choice to do that, understanding that it's going to have its challenges, it's going to be difficult, it's not always going to be rosy, but it will allow us to move through our grief. It will allow us to find peace in our hearts. It will allow us to find the answers to all those big questions that we have. Because at the heart of this, if we don't make those choices, if we don't face our grief, if we don't work through the pain, that discomfort, that heaviness, that crushing will last a lifetime. You will become a prisoner in your own mind and it will hold you in a place of deep discomfort potentially for the rest of your life. And that is a choice that we all have to make. And it is a choice because only we can do the work. Only we have the power to work through our grief, to understand what it is that we need to do. And you do have those answers, 100%. Follow your instincts, follow your heart. It knows the way and it will take you to wherever it needs to take you. And when we do that, when we start following our instincts, we start following our heart, leaning into what feels good, letting go of what doesn't feel good. It takes us on a journey. And on this journey, we start to see opportunities. We start to open our hearts and minds to new possibilities. And it's almost like the universe presents things to us and we are able To make a choice then as to what we do with those possibilities, with those opportunities that come our way. But sometimes we're very closed off to them because we become attached to our pain. We become attached to our grief. We tell ourselves that we can't do it, that we're not worth it. It's not possible for us because of X, Y, and Z. And we hold ourselves in this space. I want you to know that you do have the power There are so many choices you can make. What has happened to you up to this point now does not determine what is possible for you in the future. Obviously, it has an impact because that future no longer has your person in it and that changes everything. But we are able to accommodate those changes, to make them work for us, not against us, whilst learning how to stay connected to our person, whilst learning how to grieve in a more positive way whilst learning how to carry that forward with us, the grief and the love, with more peace in our hearts. And I know in the early days, it's so raw. It's so painful. You feel like you can barely walk. It knocks you to your knees. It's devastating. It's the worst thing I have ever experienced in my entire life. And as much as you feel like you can barely walk, you will learn to dance again, not leaving anything behind, taking it forward with you. And it will take longer than you want it to. It will take longer than you expect it to. Be patient. Trust yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Take action. Create that awareness around what feels good to you and what doesn't. And know that you can. And you will create something for you that will fill your heart again. Believe in that. Believe in yourself. Hold on to that and keep going step by step, moment by moment, day by day. It is all possible for you 100%. Sending you so much love as always. I hope this episode has given you some hope and some ideas and some tips as to how you can bring that hope in and act on it, put it into practice. And if you think that what I've said today will help somebody else you know that is grieving the loss of a life partner, please share this episode with them. Let's spread that hope because we all need it when we've lost our person in life. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising, and make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast.